All right, guys, welcome back. Another episode, episode 26 at Real Fans Podcast. Real fans, real sports, real time. So let's talk about it. What's up, guys? Real time. Real What's time. Up, real time sports. What's up? We got a lot. lot we missed we missed a week, but we're back and we got a ton of stuff. So we're gonna cover a lot of things. NBA, talk about soccer for a little bit, MLB, we'll probably end with football. But first we gotta recap on the Olympics that ended over this past weekend. Um nice. obviously uh we were kind of covering a little bit, just kind of talking about the sports that we liked and we follow. Um just to end with a medal count, just so we can start there before Jojo gets into uh what we want to talk about. USA had the most medals uh with 113, China second place with 88. ROC, which is the Russian Olympic uh, Committee, has 71, Great Britain 65. So that was kind of like the top order. USA, China, Russia, and then Great Britain. Uh, but as far as the amount of gold, uh, gold medals that uh, the USA had, the USA had the most with 39, China with 38, Japan 27, uh, Great Britain 22. So uh, we just want to kind of talk about, uh, wow. you know, what, what different right. events that we but, saw, um, uh, kind of just cover uh like what you were most impressed by, uh, I guess. It was so just Olympics. just to clarify, so we had the most gold, and and the most overall medal. Yeah. So what you're saying is we're the best country in the world. USA, man, we're number one. <laughs> number one. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Um, uh, uh, Jojo or Julian, I don't know uh, what what events you saw that you actually got impressed with because uh, I kind of like my events that I kind of go like seeing in the Olympics is kind of like it's like the three. It's like swimming gymnastics and like track and field are usually like those are the three i guess biggest events obviously they had different you know we talked about how they different uh you know they had this year they had the three by three they had skateboarding they had archery but um jojo it's kind of like uh what do you what kind of impress you uh this past olympics and uh how did it compare to i guess to like other olympics that you see yeah, um man honestly what really impressed me man uh all this woman empowerment man we have great athletes from the united states you know and and all kinds of sports almost every single sport man but i just want to highlight man congratulations to the women's usa basketball team with not one not two not three hold on this might take a while this might take... not four <laughs> okay but five straight olympic gold medals. seven seven that is... seven mm-hmm not six <laughs> I, i'm almost okay, certain man. it's seven because okay, i think it's man. i think it's longer than the men's i'm almost Gosh, certain that's it's seven. the most dominant dynasty ever can you name a more dominant dynasty in any sport yeah and and they have a lot of uh veteran players so like i don't know you know obviously women's basketball i, I don't really follow it a lot um i try to follow it when it comes to like the finals and stuff um but you know they had sue bird uh you know, had the britney grinder they had like a lot of big names they, they had a mix of both like really good veterans and like uh really good young players as well um i think there was some controversy because there was like a player that wasn't allowed or uh i guess a player who retired from the nba the WNBA, and um hasn't been playing for a year but she's still like she played in the previous olympics that didn't get in yeah. but the fucking women's basketball is fucking savage like I, I don't see any other country that can compete in women's sport like that like they, they just dominate and like um you know i think that just shows that like you know I mean, uh, hopefully, like the the game can grow and can expand to other countries. I know, you know, we have a, there's a lot of Australian players that come over to the U.S., a lot of Chinese players. Um, but I mean, we're number one, man. I mean, shout out to the to the women's basketball team. I mean, yeah, you kind of see that in uh, soccer too. There's just not a a whole lot of competition from other countries. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the USA women's soccer team this year won um, bronze, I believe. They be, they yeah. came in third place, which is but really I highlight, shocking. I want to highlight the basketball team, Brianna Stewart. 
this year, all in one year, she won EuroLeague title, Olympic gold title, WNBA title, all in one year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's wild, bro. That's wild. <laughs> Especially with everything going on, COVID going on, you know, to keep up with your training, you know, your, your meal prep regimen, stay focused, and just to remain a champion. Shout out to the Women's USA Volleyball team who sweeps Brazil for their first ever gold medal. Shout out to you, ladies. Shout out to Allison Felix, who is the most decorated American track and field athlete of all time. Yeah. 11 Olympic medals. I remember That's seeing crazy. her at uh, the last Olympics. I think it was in Rio. Um, and, you know, she was like one of the, the featured runners there that um, they were highlighting. Um, There's also some other some other runners I saw, saw win this year. Uh, what's her name? Man, I forget her name. I think it was Sarah. Is it McLaughlin? McLaughter? Something like that. Um, you know, usually we're up there, like we're up there with the teams. There's usually, um, a lot of new, especially in track and field, uh, I think in sprinting, I think, uh, Spain, uh, a woman from Spain won, uh, DR won in track and field. The yeah, so, um, the last event that I seen for the USA women's track was the four by 400, uh, relays. Yeah. They, they won by over four seconds time. Yeah. So that tells you how dominant they were there. And that's a lot in not, track. Yeah. That's a lot in drag. Over four seconds. When you said volleyball, beach volleyball or like court volleyball? Court volleyball for a team. Yeah. That's their first uh, gold. And I know we won gold in the two two versus two uh, beach yeah. volleyball as well. Yeah, we usually do pretty good in the beach volleyball. That's just two by two, but the you know the five. I think it's five on five is the court one. So um, yeah, that's that like a full team. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff right there. Just Julian, uh, what kind of uh, sports did you see? Like, was there any event that you kind of particularly took away that kind of impressed you? Uh, any uh, event in particular from the Olympics that you saw that you're kind of like wow by? I'm beyond. I haven't. I didn't really watch that last week of the Olympics. I kind of watched what I like. I was kind of excited to. It was more most of the stuff that I was excited to watch was more in the beginning. I'm not a big track and field guy. I I I don't find it necessarily. It's not my cup of tea. And also, um, I think to the time, I probably would have been more prone to watching it if it just wasn't such like an inconvenient time over here in the States. So it was just like, it's one of those where it's like, I don't necessarily care enough to like go out of my way to watch it, you know, yeah. because it was just such a, if it was on, then maybe, but like I, most of the stuff I wanted to watch was the, I did want to watch the basketball game, but once you already kind of know the score, I don't like, I don't want to see it again. Like, uh, like you ever have those moments where like you record a game or you don't want to see the score of a game, but you have it like recorded somewhere else. And you're trying to do everything you can to like b block the notifications from your phone or like yeah. tune out the TV or whatever you can. Cause you want to get home and watch your recorded game. So it's like, as soon as I saw the score, I was just like, I don't even care. No, the last few events I was fortunate enough to watch because I just happened to be home and they were on TV. I, you know, the, the men's Olympic, uh, the finals, I was able to watch that. The women's finals, I was able to watch that. Uh, the track and field relays, you know, for the women's, I was able to watch that. Uh, yo, and I was actually able to watch um, uh, one of the wrestling matches. I've, I've been meaning to watch some wrestling. Yo, I did and, hear uh, about I saw, that guy. I saw um, Kyle Dake's um, bronze medal match. So Kyle Dake, four-time NCAA champion in four different weight classes. He even beat Jordan Burroughs, which is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know, as a qualifier for this Olympic run, and yeah, he he took home the bronze. That was the guy from Georgia, right? What was that was that the guy from Georgia who had like the buzzer beater like 
point? No, I don't think. Oh, he's you don't Georgia. know? I'm oh, yeah. This was a big boy. There's um, I don't know what weight class he was, but he got like a he. I, I think he did. He won gold or bronze. I don't remember, but I remember hearing the story. Like, yeah, he got like a he got a point literally on the buzzer beater. Like, it was insane. Uh, it was and it was uh, an incredible story. Yeah, I was able to see um some of the men's wrestling. I saw um I was watching like uh in Korea and like Turkey um. I was able to see some of uh, the USA guys, seen some of the U even the USA women's. I saw the USA yep. women's wrestling champion. Uh, so uh, uh, Tamira uh, Mensa. I think I saw her wrestle. I saw her win the gold. Well, what, uh, it was the first uh, African American woman to win gold. Yeah. And uh, which ones were they oh, doing? Man. The freestyle and Greco. Yeah, it's freestyle oh, and Greco. Those are the yeah. Olympic wrestling styles. Yeah. And they, you know they have different weight classes. I think she was uh, on the higher one. She was like sixty-eight kilo or something. I I, I don't know particular one but i was yeah, able to see I, I only know pounds yeah. <laughs> 60 it's like 130 it's kind of like double yeah. but plus a little bit more like 130 pounds something like that so yeah so shout out to uh women especially women's basketball but we, can we talk a little bit about the men's basketball because last time we were talking we were put a lot of slander on usa basketball we had a couple episodes oh we're gonna hit the panic button on usa basketball <laughs> i was of the opinion that hell yes we should panic you know what I mean? I know all the other teams got better, but I mean, we should at least dominate. We had the best players. I don't know if we had the best players on the court, but you know, USA had the best players. So uh, let's talk about USA men's basketball. Um, obviously, it's a little shaky in the beginning, but uh, leading up to the, the uh, actual finals, uh, they, they turned it up. The gold. Yeah. They turned up. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram later. They had KD and, you know, uh, Bama to buy. They're like, KD shouting and, out. Uh, yeah, they're shouting out uh, um, LeBron James, say, hey, we got the rosé, whatever the whatever his tequila's name is. He's like, oh, we got that in the cup. Or whatever. I don't know. What, what's the name of his tequila? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Drinking down the bus. So um, what was all the like, thoughts on the performance, USA turning it out, um, winning the gold when everybody doubted them? Um, all right. First and foremost, all right. So one, yes, I did hit the panic button. Two, did I believe we could win the gold? Of course. But were they showing us that at the time? No, especially with the teams they lost to and when they lost. Obviously, it was early on. But then when you see that, right, because we're such a dominant, you know, team, a dominant country in that sport. So, of course, you're going to have your doubters, man. If you're usually perfect and then, you know, you're losing these games, you're going to think, you're going to be like, what? Like, what's going on? But I do have to say, KD proved me wrong. Shout out KD. He proved me wrong. I give him the credit. Um, dropped twenty nine in the gold medal game. You know what I mean? Um, in the past, uh, in the previous Olympics, in the gold medal games, he's dropped thirty plus. Oh, basically thirty in the last three gold medal Olympics. I believe this is his third uh, gold medal. Man, kudos, kudos to you. Obviously, I was rooting for the USA team, man. That's that's who I wanted to win. And you know, when we're going off these episodes, we're going off how they were performing at that time. But yo, shout out to the guys, man. They definitely deserved it. It was a close game. They won by five. Um, it was pretty enter entertaining to watch, man. They came in yeah. clutch at the end. Yeah, redemption game against their one of the teams they lost to, France, and then they kind of had a tough road too because I think in the semis didn't they play Spain as well? I'm pretty sure. I mean, so you had to go through Spain and France to win it. So you kind of went through the the Olympic gauntlet of basketball right there, the hardest competition they could. So, so it was. Julia, uh, yeah. Is KD the best player in the world? How about that? <laughs> 
Last time uh, we were talking about, oh, Giannis, you want Giannis in the finals? You know, he won the channel. I mean, here, here's my thing. I will say I think he's in the conversation. I don't think there's a set guy. I think it really is between KD and Giannis. I will say. Uh, I, I, th- I think it, I, I will lean towards Giannis. I think Giannis is just has such raw talent. He's his physicality and, like, everything about him is just he's just he's just good like he's just he's really good and i feel like kd can be a little wishy-washy at times not to say that giannis can either but like i don't know like i i I think i'd still pick giannis over kd if i had to choose i mean honestly i just said it to talk shit because the last time we talked we brought it up and you know you're giving me shit about oh kd is the best in the world i just want to bring it up again you know stir up some controversy shit Um, (laughs) listen look i'm not the biggest kd fan because obviously i'm a lebron fan I'll take KD over Giannis any day. Also, I will say too, winning winning gold in the Olympics, I think, isn't as impressive as winning the NBA Finals, and also going through KD in the Nets. I mean, it's still an accomplishment, right? Because you yeah. think no, yeah, it's an not, accomplishment. It's, like, it's accomplishment. It's not like there's but... two hundred teams. There's not like there's two hundred teams that you have to go through, and you know, face all of them. I mean, you know. You're still playing your peers, whether they're, you know, a lot of these guys, like I said, are NBA caliber. Maybe they're not the number one on team. Maybe like a number 10 or number seven, but they're still NBA caliber, you know, players. Gabe, you can't convince me. Like going through the Nets and the Suns was a harder feat, I think, than winning gold. It should be, I think. It should be easier for us. But yeah. in the beginning of this year, it, it didn't be. look like that. It looked and, a little shaky. Looked and to be fair to Giannis, who he probably will never win a gold because of where he comes from. It's just like I don't like it's apparently Greece is a good team, but USA will just always reign supreme for for a long time at least. Um and, quick note and put it like this, Gabe. Honestly, man, we we still didn't even have our A team out there. Yeah, did yeah. not have USA's golden yeah. A team. You have no AD, had LeBron, no stuff. AD, Curry. You know, yeah. you can even throw in names like Trey Young out there. You like, there's, there's just no so Butler, Young. many players that, that could have played and just dominated. Mello, bro, you could have brought back OG Mello to the Olympics. <laughs> He's he he the Olympic to be on that team. Mello. I'm I'm sorry. I know KD. No Kawhi either. Everything. No Kawhi. Mello is still the Olympic god. He plays different. Olympic Mello is different. Yeah, yeah no right. Kawhi. No Paul George. No Kawhi. No Paul George. No Westbrook. Chris Paul. No Harden. No, no James Harden. Kyrie. Yeah, Ooh. you're missing a lot of guys. Yeah. Oh, that's and, dangerous. That so, is dangerous. I don't even know what the starting five would be. <laughs> Nobody. <Yeah. laughs> So let, let's, wrap up, let's wrap up the Olympics. Shout out to the USA. We won the most gold, won the most medals. Let's let's wrap up the Olympics. We're going to yeah. set that to the side because over this past weekend, uh, we had uh, NBA trade deadline, right? It was the, the beginning, the official beginning of the NBA offseason. Um, and when, you know, free agency, I guess, free agency watch. Going um, on there. And let's talk about the NBA, all the moves in the NBA because we're talking about the, you know, the premier top players in the league. Let's talk about all the NBA moves. Let's first move over to Los Angeles. To JoJo's team, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, give us an update on because LeBron's made. there. So it's my yeah. team because LeBron's there. But <laughs> so sad. So sad. All right, man. Yo, a very very controversial stuff you see on the internet, right? And I'm gonna tell you guys this now, right? Y'all can make all your jokes. The internet can make their jokes. They're not gonna be making the jokes when the Lakers are back in the finals. Talking about they're they're the retirement team. That's the old man squad, <laughs> and the only person that's gonna be running up and down the court is Westbrook. <laughs> 
That's gonna be the only person. <laughs> Probably, dude. Oh, listen, I think it's wild, right? Um, you know, we're looking for a point guard, you know, and they acquired Russell Westbrook, triple double king, combined with the king, LeBron James, and AD. Got you know some size back. They got Dwight Howard. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they got a little bit of you know some youth in. You got Kendrick Nunn, little speedy speedy scorer on the court. Which I'm surprised Miami Heat. Heat decided, you know, to make that decision. No, I don't know too much detail about the trades, but you know they got Kendrick yeah. Nunn, and it's well, and of course the most important. LeBron got his boy. What 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 did I call him? I mean, I, I forget. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. The Olympic, the Olympic God. God is on the same team as LeBron James about 19 years down the road. You guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think I think he should retire. There's a lot of rumors. Because, <laughs> you know, they call him the Banana Boat Crew. We're talking about CP3, Melo, LeBron. Bro, honestly, yeah. I thought they were going to try to acquire a long man. time. I believe that they all were going to meet in, you know, Miami. You know, we had obviously had the big three, the big move where everybody came down. And there was that rumor of like, oh, you know, Florida is tax free. And there was that rumor they're going to, you know, meet up together again. Because obviously the guys got drafted together and fixed. Um, I think that's dope. I think it's dope that Carmelo's still playing. Um, I have a hot take on Carmelo Anthony because I think he's Uh-oh. a Hall of Fame player. He should go into the Basketball Hall of Fame because he's a college champion, Olympic champion. Although he doesn't have rings to show for it in the NBA, he's still... One of the top players, you know, in his prime. He was, Hot, he was Hot take. Hot take by Gabe. Hot take. Put Melo in the Hall of Fame. He, he should be her first ballot. Um, hey, listen, but, um, but uh, JoJo, I want to go back to that first trade because you talk about uh, that Westbrook trade. Um, you know, they had to get rid of some players. And I remember us talking in the chat. Like, we were like, yo, I hear rumors of they're going to get rid of Kuzma. And I think Kuzma's a pretty good player. Um, I don't know if he's, you know, he wasn't starting. But I think he could be a starter on any other team in the league. So there was rumor of Kuzma was going to, they're going to move Kuzma. But I think one of the biggest surprises is they moved Kuzma, was it uh, Montrez Harrell and uh, uh, KCP, right? To Washington to get that yep. Westbrook trade. So like, yep. Jojo, how do you feel about your Lakers like moving so much, like, you know, three for one. And I think they had to move some, some, some uh, trade spots as well. Um, so like, how do you feel well, about them moving so much uh, uh, just to get uh, Russell Westbrook? Like, do you think he's going to be I mean, worth it? I, I believe it was worth it. You know what I mean? You know, unfortunately, yeah, we got the sixth man of the year. We were hype, you know, Montrez Harrell, um, you know, he did what he had to do last season, but he didn't live up to the sixth man of the year on the Lakers. But obviously it depends. Like, you know, you, you can play a certain role on different teams, right? And it could bring out the best of you. And then when you get traded, you know, you, you, you might be a different player in a different organization. But, uh, honestly, they were going to trade Kuzma for, for anything, bro. They, they were going to trade him for a stack of papers. Like, <laughs> it, it was his time. But not, not to say anything bad about him, it's just – you know, he wasn't living up to the expectations there in L.A. And who knows? He might be a star on another squad. It might be the best move for his career. You know, it, it might have been. He probably didn't want to leave. You know, he did win a championship with them. It was, it's your time to go. I mean, um, with this move, Julian, I mean, do you think, like, that moving those three players to Washington, do you think Washington steps up now and Washington is going to be a contender in the East? I don't know, man. I I think their best chance was to keep Westbrook and somehow supplement him with Bradley Beal. And it just, 
I don't know. I think they I think they're a playoff team, but they're not making a run or anything. I mean, I feel bad for Washington fans. It kind of sucks, but I mean, what this the NBA now. Everybody wants to go play with each other. And I was like like part when I first heard the news, I was, I was just like I was just like Man, it was just like I felt like this year was so refreshing, like having a feeling like you don't know who's going to like it was just so competitive. And now it's like we're kind of back to like these massive big three thing. And it's just kind of like, uh, I mean, I just I know that's how the NBA is, but it was nice to have like at least one year where it was like you didn't know what was going to happen. Now it's. I mean, who's going to really take off the Lakers after this? I mean, unless the Suns oh, can come back and I mean, really be powerful again. Um I understand. I, I see what you mean there, but in in my opinion, I still feel like it's it's uh anyone's game. You know what I mean? Like you look at the teams in the West. I don't think bro, it's like, as I don't think it was like LeBron Cleveland on the East from years ago. I don't think it's going to be that easy of a run. Yeah. But it yeah. uh, they're going back to being kind of favorites again, especially you get a healthy AD. Like they're going to be pretty good. I don't know if the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz kind of showed that they didn't really show up in the playoffs at all. So yeah. I mean. Well, their toughest competition oh, I mean, so far looks like the Suns, but we'll see. It's, 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 new team. Teams. it's always the same teams, man. They they'll have great regular seasons, and when it's and when it's playoff time, they don't show. That's why I called out the Utah Jazz, right? I mean, oh, no. the Clippers. I called out the Clippers as well. They're down 0-2 in both series. Ended up winning the series. Still didn't have what it what it took to to make the finals. Granted, so you're you missing Kawhi to, right there. So and they did better to, than I the thought Grizzly, they would. Had the Grizzlies in the mix over there as well. You know what I mean? Um, and now you're sweat. having if you get Clay Thompson back in, in a with Golden State and Steph Curry is basically an MVP mode last season, and they have draft picks they just picked up, and they still have great young players that developed from this last season. So the Warriors could be right back in yeah, it. Warriors, you have the yeah. Mavs with Luca, and if you know the way he's been balling, if they get the right pieces for him there. He um, got a shit ton of money. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he got a, yeah. but he no, needs pieces though. Still, he needs anyone, pieces. Uh, Phoenix pretty much keeping their whole squad together. You know, Chris like. Paul took the money. He decided to stay. He's committed there. You know, and if he played like he played last season with a Devin Booker gaining that that much experience in his first playoff run, like insane to bring himself to the finals. We forgot. Yeah, they didn't finish the job, but he's never made the playoffs, and he dropped back to back forty point games in the finals. Yeah. So you know, there, there's some experience there. You might have, you might not have won it, but experience is experience. I am the curious West, to see what Golden you know what State I mean? does. I'm curious to see how Clay comes back after being gone for like almost two years, virtually. Yeah. So I'm curious to see that. I hope he comes back as well as KD did off his injury. Like I'm really hoping that. I think that'll be really good for the NBA. You know what I mean, obviously we miss him, so we miss the Splash him, but... Brothers. The Splash. And man, Brothers let's talk about the... let's talk about the East as well. Yeah, the Nets are stacked, but. You think Giannis and the Bucks are going anywhere after that last finals run? Oh, yeah, I mean, the Knicks I, acquired I, I, Kemba Walker, man. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm not too big on Kemba Walker. I think I think he's a little bit small, undersized. But the Knicks are poised. I think this the, the Knicks have solidified themselves as a mid tier team. Maybe they're not the top three elite in the East, but they're still like a mid tier team. They're going to be a four five four five six seed. You know what I mean? I think that they're they're still equally there, and um, I kind of expect them to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it'll be a disappointing season. Um, but I think you know until you can unseat the champions. I mean, this is Giannis's league. We we I've been you know I've been waiting for Giannis to take over. Like I said, he's kind of this post LeBron player that's going to be the face of the league once LeBron retires. Hopefully, uh, you know, 
after, whenever that happens, if that's next year or two years, whatever, Giannis is going to run this league. He's going to be the face of it, and it's his crown, and y'all got to y'all got to knock him off the throne. So, um, I still expect, you know, the three teams to um, surprisingly. I, I'm I'm still keep the 76ers up there. I don't know why. I don't believe them. I think they're what? you're just, you're, you're, a, you're a diehard Ben Simmons fan. <laughs> are, <laughs> no, Gabe, you're gonna have to say that one more time. My mic Gabe, say that again. Gabe, say that oh, again. Listen, my speaker. They're still a, they're still a top team because they still have Joel Embiid. That that's the only reason I'm, I'm gonna keep them up there. Um, but as far as like other moves in the East, um, uh, I mean we can kind of talk about okay, we can talk about the West, but um, uh, there's really no major moves. I mean besides the Toronto. Miami trade. I mean, we can talk about that a little. I know. Bit. Yeah. Um, what's going to What's going to Miami free agency, man? Miami free agency. Miami pulled out big moves, huge moves. I think they're now in contention. And Gabe, what do you think? You wearing the Heat jersey? Um, what do you think their new starting yeah, five? So I'm, I'm how, how? What do you think their starting five is going to look like? And then how do you think they match up against the rest of the East? Well, let's first start off with the biggest transaction of the offseason for the Miami Heat. Which would be Udonis Haslam, two point five six million dollars. Jesus year, Christ! Left in the contract. Okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Leaving the EU. Okay, so he's going to start. That. He's going to start at the four and the five. Oh my God! Um, he's play two positions. Um, nah. Um, obviously the biggest uh, Sir Jackson with the Heat was the my uh, is the Kyle Lowry trade. Um, Big and time. There's kind of rumors and talks and whispers about this, and actually, you know, Miami has been investigating now for tampering. I guess somebody reported oh, during the trade deadline. Miami Heat probably. Tampering, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Did you leak some information, Gabe? Did you leak some information? Gabe's a source. Gabe's a source. Gabe, you're a source. (laughs) No. Here's the thing about (laughs) tampering and shit. Like all these players kind of know where they're gonna go ahead of time. They all they all go to Olympics together. They all go to summer league. They all hang out in the off season. They all work out. They go to each other's trainers. They come down to Miami for. They go to New York, whatever. They all know each other and talk to each other, so they kind of know what moves they're gonna make. And so when it comes to like tampering, like th- there was like a idea, you know, there's for a long time there were like rumors of like um, Victor Oladipo is going to come to Miami Heat. He likes Miami Heat. He's very friendly. Uh, he's kind of like this culture, you know, work hard ethic guy. Um, they said the same thing about Kyle Lowry, and I think it's because Kyle Lowry was uh, very friendly with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler really likes Kyle Lowry, um, and he was kind of. I guess there was also rumors that maybe they're trying to get Kyle Lowry and DeRozan together at the same time, but DeRozan obviously went to Chicago. Um, as far as the moves they make. Uh, I think it's pretty big. I don't know if it's an upgrade. It's definitely a change. Um, I really like Goran Dragic. I think he was he's easily Goran Dragic is easily a top ten player in the Miami Heat. You look at the stats he's played. He's top ten in games played, top ten in points, top ten in assists, uh, top ten in like uh, I think just yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Well, you're saying top the ten stats, in the Miami Heat and like. And like, yeah, Miami Heat style, all, all-time Miami Heat franchise. Oh, um, all-time. I thought you were saying like on the current time, yeah. roster. I'm like, Gabe, that's not really saying no. much, man. I was like, yeah. No, I'm talking about Heat player. I'm talking about Heat player contributions. He's uh, he's higher in assists, or he's up there with like, um, damn, I forget, with the, like Eddie Jones. Uh, he's up there uh, above uh, Tim Hardaway, uh, who has a retired jersey in Miami Heat. So Gordon Dragic is a he's like obviously I, I do like Gordon Dragon. he's one of my favorite players yeah. he is a, he, easily he a top 10 put on, man he definitely put yeah. on for the heat you know I, he's I, a strong I, reliable he's, player yeah you know what I mean so, many games of him playing he, he puts it all on the line but yeah continue it was it was kind of hard to see him like leave you know it, it kind of sucks too uh but you know it's a move but I'm like did they really Im- improve I, I'm not sure I gotta I gotta see it on the court um obviously they also picked up uh 
was it PJ uh, PJ yeah, Tucker. Tucker. I was gonna say yeah, PJ Tucker from the Milwaukee Bucks. He's more of a defensive guy. I don't know if he's gonna contribute uh, offensively how much he is, but yeah. You know. You know, to throw that in there, I kind of like the pickup only because, you know, Miami Heat culture, you know what I mean? I think he'll get along well with Jimmy Butler in their style of play. Yes, he's there for defense, but that's a major plus because look who he guarded in the finals. He guarded Devin Booker majority of the finals, the, their best scorer. Whether Booker dropped 40 on him or dropped 15 in that one game or whatever it was, his yeah. low-scoring game, like, he was out there hand in the face you know, trying to grab rebounds. Like, he was playing hard, you know. And if he doesn't have a championship hangover and he brings that to the Heat, hey, man, right? Defense wins championships. This guy was playing center on the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Like, you know and, what I mean? Don't forget. Well, let, let's do, like, a quick the- overview. I was going to say real quick. Let's try to do a quick overview of, like, what they all got. So, obviously, Kyle Lowry in the trade, sending Dragic over to Toronto. Yeah, Duncan Robinson yeah. got an extension. The contract extension, obviously, we said picked up PJ Tucker. You um, you extend Victor Oladipo. I forgot what exactly that entail, how long um, it is for. I think it was like a one or two year. It was a yeah. I think it's a, like a like years. a like a prove it type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then obviously yeah. you extend Jimmy Butler to some big time money. Yeah, so. I think the biggest thing is they're they're kind of win now mode. A lot of those extensions they extend for like two or three years. So like this is the moves they made is like kind of a win now. Um, they're not as splashy as I thought it was going to be in the offseason. Again. Before this year, I was kind of expecting Giannis to come to Miami. That didn't happen. The rumor of Kyle Lowry, I'm like, that's fine. Um, but, you know, you give up Goran Dragic. I will it, say, I think I think you're getting as splashy as you could without picking up Westbrook, I, I yeah. think. I think it's, like, as best as you could. I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of question marks. Obviously, Oladipo is a big question mark. Like, can he go back to form of how can he, he was? Healthy? Can he say hell yeah and go back to form of how he was those years in Indi- Indiana? Uh, and also, I mean, also Bam Adebayo. A lot of this is is banking on Bam Adebayo improving, and we saw him kind of shrink in the playoffs this year. Where, and I you was know, during the season, exactly that. during the no. season, we saw where Butler was like getting mad. He would go into the press conference and be like, "Yo, he's got to step up. Like, we got to improve. We got to get better. Like, you can't be assisting and passing up balls. At some point, you got to take over the game." So yeah. a lot of this is is banking on seeing improvements by Jimmy Butler. Um, which I don't know, you know, if 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 it's, if he's in his prime or if he's past his prime, I don't know. We got to see uh, after an offseason arrest. It banks on Bam Adebayo improving, and it banks on you know Duncan Robinson stepping up a well because he had um, you know uh, uh, in the playoffs he did play uh, pretty efficiently. He was pretty uh, lights on, but during the season he had these runs where he was like a little bit cold, where um, he was like not confident and and very like shaky, very iffy. So a lot of this is banking on seeing guys improve. Tyler Hero. I was about to say, yeah, Tyler Hero is a big one. Can can he go back to playoff perform? Like, he needs to go back to how he was there in the bubble. Like, if you get that same Tyler Hero, that's huge. That's that's really big. So, you know, I'm fine with the, you know, I'm fine with the Kyle Lowry because he's a savvy veteran, whatever. He's a little bit smaller, but, you know, he's a veteran around the league. Uh, I see him doing well in assists, assisting other guys, passing the ball. But a lot of this is banking on the main core guys, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, they all got to improve. And if they don't improve, I don't see them going. It's going to be rough. It's what do you think rough. the starting five say. is? What do you think the starting five is? Uh, it's going to be Bam. It's going to be PJ Tucker. It's going to be Duncan. Duncan always plays. Um, and Paige. Yeah. Uh, and oh, Lowry. And then Butler yeah. and Lowry. And then you got Hero coming in as a six man. Yeah, yeah yes. Hero will be six man coming off the bench. Um, do they compete with yeah. Milwaukee and Brooklyn? I think they I, definitely. I, I think they're definitely a better team than Philly. I think Philly's going to take a big step down. 
Oh, for I, sure. I for think sure. Philly's gonna unless, take a unless Ben Simmons comes back and surprises us all this offseason. <laughs> that's nah, not fucking that's happening. The only way. That's, that's not the only fucking way. happening. That's, that is the only way. Oh, now, my, my, real quick, my take on the Heat, because I agree with Gabe. Now, you need Bam to play like a, a max player. There's a lot you know of question I mean? marks. Yeah. You got that money, right? So if Bam plays like a max player and you know, you need to utilize your big man for some offense. You know what I mean? You got guys like Giannis in the league who, who he's he's scoring. He's taking you to the hole. You know what I mean? He's not looking to pass, obviously, only if he needs to the benefit of his team. Bam needs to play that way. Now, uh, getting Kyle Lowry, I feel like, really helps the Heat because he's a shot creator. He's a playmaker. Now, that alleviates a lot of the pressure of Jimmy Butler, who is a two-way player, but he's not really a naturally gifted scorer. He's a hard God. worker, but you got a guy like Kyle Lowry coming in, naturally gifted scorer. He could knock down the tough three, the mid-range. He could take it to the hole, and that's going to leave a lot of pressure off Butler, who can focus on that defense, or, you know, his post play. And you got guys like Duncan Robinson, which is always risky, but I know it's a or die from the three kind of league right now, but he needs to have an efficient year or develop another form of offense. You know what I mean? You can't really rely from the three the whole time, especially if you're a starter, man. I mean, unless you're a Clay Thompson kind of shooter, but even Clay has some moves, take it to the hole. He's savvy. You know what I mean? He has a nice little mid-range floater. But Duncan Robinson could bring that this season instead of, you know, just straight three-pointers because you've seen him play, like, nothing against it, but that's really all he can pretty much do. Well, I, mean, I yeah. think the same thing goes for Tyler Hero, too. I mean, it goes in, like... He needs to step up. I mean, he did. He digressed, digressed like a lot. Like he, he really needs to at least come off the bench and be, and be good and start here or there. Like he needs, to, he needs to show up. Yeah, I mean, for sure, like that, that first run, like I said, you know what I mean. That gave him, you know, the 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 spotlight. You know what I mean. It set up his expectations up here. You know, for his second, his sophomore season. Of course, everyone's going to be a little disappointed compared to how he played his rookie season. And I think he, need, he needs to get back in the ladder and, and just get to that point, like you mentioned, Julian, to yeah. where he was. You know what I mean? Whether it's playing in front of fans or, you know, the traveling, you know, anything like that, which changed a lot of, you know, the, the players' like routines. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I don't know if uh, you want to talk about any other notable moves. Uh, we had Dennis Schroeder, who kind of left. He left the Lakers. Kind of, I think he went to free agency. Um, ended up signing for like to the Celtics for like the minimum, right? The mid-level exemption. Uh, probably could have got like fifty million dollars from the Lakers. Been on a championship team, but he goes over to the East. Um, I don't know if you guys feel about that. I mean, oh. I see your reaction. Oh, Jojo, oh, you got something to say? Yeah. Definition of fumbled the bag. <laughs> Listen, man. There's nothing wrong with betting against yourself. In this particular situation, he bet way too much. And look at his contract now. He thought he could get more money and free agency leaving. He had a pretty good deal with the Lakers, first and foremost. Then they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. And to have him to reconsider him to re-sign him with that amount of money. I would have signed that. So I don't know what happened with him and his agent. He thought he had an MVP type of season for whatever reason. I don't know. He's a good player, man. But you reaching out for more and then what you have to settle with now, that's a lot of money. And I'm not a millionaire. He is already. But, dude, that's insane. Yeah. 
Um, uh, now, we're, about now he's in a situation where he has to prove himself to earn another yeah. big contract. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah that, 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 I mean, he could have stayed with the Lakers and been a contender, but I guess not. Um, we can also talk about Kawhi. Kawhi coming back. Obviously, I think he opted out, but then ended up re-signing again with uh, the Clippers. Julian, Shocking. How do you feel about the Clippers this year? Do you think they're still going to be up there? Gonna I mean, they're going to be... They're going to be a, a playoff team. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say they're a disappointment. I mean, you lose your best player on the team and still make it to the Western Conference Finals. Paul George stepped up, surprisingly. I thought they did better. They made it farther than I thought they would. I didn't think they'd get past the Jazz. And honestly, I didn't think they would really win that many games against the Suns. But, yeah, I mean... I'm a little surprised Kawhi didn't want to go anywhere else. They didn't really make any moves to add anybody. I mean, I guess you're really hoping that Paul George can play like he did in the playoffs and do it again just with Kawhi. But I think Paul George, he's one of those guys, man. He always has a hard time. He, he has a hard time being a, being a two. Like, I feel like he never plays well as a two. He always plays really good when he's the guy, but he's never like good enough to be like the surefire guy. He's like this, like in between between being the superstar or like the backup superstar. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys feel that way. Like, I feel like when he's like the guy, he performs well, but he's never like super dominant. Like he's always like really good. But when he plays behind somebody, he's never like that gray. Huh? Talking about Kawhi or PG? Paul George. Yes. Great point. Because I was going to mention that when the pressure's on and he's the main guy, he will perform. Now, that's exactly what he did in the Pacers. Yes, he had a pretty decent team, Lance, you know what yeah. I mean, these other players, but he was the Boy, guy. He teams up in OKC. We all saw what happened there. Teams up with the Clips, you know, with Kawhi and them, and, you know, around the players, you know, you got Patrick Beverly, heavily, you know, top defense team. And, you know, we saw his scoring struggles. We're all wondering what happened. Now when you see when Kawhi Leonard, you know, gets injured and he's the man, and it's just, this is not to say that he's a selfish player or anything. But when he has help on the court, he's not going to maximize his full potential. Which is sad because that team, that Clippers team, like if he plays as good as he did by himself as he did with Kawhi, like that team could be really dangerous. They're a contender but, for sure. If they have that Paul George mm-hmm. and like that all the time, as if there's you have no help. I think too, he kind of lacks. I don't, I mean, obviously, I'm not like in the locker room, or everything, but just like looking at him, it seems like he just kind of lacks emotion and like leadership almost. Like, Seems like he just kind of goes out there and kind of plays his own game, and that's kind of it. I feel, I, I feel like he, he he's kind of like kind of guy too. He knows he has all these haters. He he tries not to show that it bothers him. Mm-hmm. Like whether oh I missed the, the game when a shot okay or yeah I, I missed that free throw okay kind of thing like that's that's how I, that's what I get yeah. off watching him from the game like. Yeah, he just seems just very, just like, I don't know, yeah, like nonchalant. In between of. of being the leader and being vocal and showing everybody that you're the man and, you know, I'm still going to take the last shot, but I'm not going to show, like, I'm the leader on the team kind of thing. Yeah, it's like he it's he, he kind of seems yeah. like the type of guy, like, you don't necessarily go to battle with. Like, he's just like, 
he's not like firing up the team. He's not really in. I mean, kind of Kawhi's doing that too, and maybe that's part of the problem uh, over there in in Los Angeles. Like, maybe you need like that guy, like you Phoenix had Chris Paul, or like Lakers have LeBron. Like, you need like that that guy that's going to hold people accountable and really like force people to play better. You know? I mean, granted, we don't know what's going on in their little huddles or timeouts, or we just yeah. you know going off of what we see. You know what I mean? But when you see LeBron and Chris Paul play, they're all up in those plays. They're drawing it out. They're pointing people out. They're moving people. Yeah. And that's what you, makes you know greatness. What I, mean? I mean, I mean, we've seen, we all seen uh, what's it, Last Dance. Like that's what, that's how you, that's how you win, man. That's how you win. And also, just kind of wrap up the last. I guess Emil moves. Uh, Leandro Ball signs with Charlotte, right? He signed uh, to the summer league that's going on right now. Um, how do you guys feel about the Ball brothers meeting up in Charlotte? Uh, who hey, man, is a better? Ball? I think I think it's a dope opportunity for him. He didn't get his fair shot, and he's been balling. I mean, unfortunately, yo, listen, man, prove him wrong, bro. I'm actually rooting for the guy. You already got your, your two brothers. You're the middle child. You're you're the forgotten child. You know, the media forgot about you. Everyone forgot about you. Kind of left you out, you know, on the woods, you know, while your older brother and your younger brother's in the NBA. And he never got a fair shot. And, you know, due to his brother's success, you know, rookie of the year with the Hornets, obviously, you know, that, that gave him his shot in the summer league. And the best thing you can do is prove people wrong. And from his first two games, that's what he's doing. This guy's a sharpshooter out there, and he's playing hard. He's hustling. He's grabbing rebounds. I don't know if you saw anything, Gabe or Julian. Man, what do you guys have to say about this? I mean, I I, I have I've only heard a couple uh, news about it. I, I saw actually when the transaction happened, and um, I mean, obviously it makes sense. You kind of see these things where like the brothers. There was like a talks of like uh, Milwaukee picking up uh, Robin Lopez and you know, so yeah, Brooke <laughs> Lopez, Robin Lopez, and then the Holiday brothers. Right? They had Drew Holiday. I forget the other brothers' names. Um, so I was like, oh, that's kind of expected. Um, um, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't know if it makes them any better. I mean, it's just kind of cool to have them on the same team, just like, you know, Giannis with his brother. Um, I mean, yeah, and, you, you don't really know if it'll make them better yet because we haven't we haven't really seen them play, yeah. to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. when's the last time you really seen them, like, actually play? Aside from, you know, Lithuania – or, you know, uh, his dad's league was the last time he played. But look at the yeah. competition that we're playing. You know, now he's playing essentially NBA talent for what he was doing. Yeah. And I, I advise you guys, man, if, if y'all can see one of these Summers games and see him play, get it, form your own opinion of him or look at the highlights for the last few games that he was in. Man. He, I I feel like he could make it, man, if he, he's performing the way he could earn a spot on that, on that, on that roster. Possibly. It's yeah, not, like a super, not like a super deep roster. As it is, I mean, it's talented, but he has an opportunity. And yeah, see yeah. if he so makes the I, most I, of it. I, it's kind of like this wait and see. Like I, I'm not really too big on Charlotte in general. I think I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, if he can if he can earn a spot, I mean that'll be fine. I I, I don't think it it really helps that much, but it's like hey, whatever. I mean, that's just kind of cool. I think it's cool in general if you get to fucking play basketball with your brother in a professional team. I think that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from what from what I've seen so far, when I when I seen him play, I'd compare him to, to a Seth Curry. You know, yeah. he 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 can shoot. You know, he can little, dribble. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a little, you know, too athletic, but athletic enough to grab some boards. You know, I'm not saying he's gonna be out there Westbrook dunking on people, yeah. but you know, he he has some game to him. 
So overall, what was like a? I guess we kind of touched on a lot, but what was like the? I guess the most impressive move you saw this, uh, this off season. Uh, we'll start with you, Julian. Anything that impressed you with the transactional moves? I mean, a lot, a lot of people. There was a couple moves when a lot of people just re-signed up with their team. Was there anyone in particular that stood out to you? Um, I guess yeah, the the big Westbrook trade. I I did not see Washington doing that. I thought he was going to stay there. I thought Washington was going to do what they wanted. I thought Washington was going to be on the come up. I thought maybe they were going to make some moves, like, but they just—it seemed like what was the point of trading for him? It was, you're just going to get rid of him. I mean, yeah, you get some cap, some draft capital, and everything, but I don't know. And maybe they didn't want to deal with him. That could be a thing, you know, because he is a personality. Would you agree with him? I guess. I mean, if you're a team. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was the highlight of everything. You know, him teaming up with LeBron and AD. I think that's going to be ridiculous. You know, some people say it might not work. You know what I mean? On their play styles. But hey, if they want to come together and, you know, reach that goal of winning a championship, they're going to have to set all that extra stuff to the side and just play basketball. And I feel like, yo, again, LeBron's getting older. You got, a young, you got Westbrook out there. You know, he's going to be running the floor, you know, helping LeBron. Or, you know, an AD, you know, the athleticism. That, allevi- allevi- that alleviates a, a, a lot of, you know, running and jumping, yeah. and it, it does help a lot. Like, it really does. We know what he can do, bro. Like, this guy, he can do it. He's a triple-double king. He can do everything. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Every stat right. category. The, no, all right. So I biggest, say – oh, go, go Gabe. Big, yeah, go ahead. I would say the biggest transition I saw this offseason was Alex Caruso to the Chicago Bulls. I think y'all are sleeping on him. He's baby Jordan. Okay. <laughs> Biggest move, Alex Caruso. Watch out. Buy it now. Julian, buy that Buy that NFT now. Okay, I got it. I'll his fucking top Tops card. Alex Caruso. I'm telling you now, right? Guarantee. A game guarantee. guarantee. Alex Caruso, MVP next year. MVP? <laughs> All right, let's is he gonna, go. Is he going to grow his hair back too? Or what other miracle is going to happen? You'll see, man. He's magical, dog. He might. He might. He's magical. Um, let's let's right. transition. Let's get on the NBA was, basketball. Obviously, I was going to say, on. I was going to say, switching to another sport, I think we should talk about probably the biggest free agency move in one of the biggest in all of sports in history. Besides Udonis Haslam. Not Udonis Haslam. <laughs> No, we're going over across the pond. Lionel Messi leaves Barcelona after 21 years, after being there since the age of 13 years old, playing in their youth academy. He's finally leaving. He has not played for another team since he was 12 years old. Wow. Now, Julian, it's... Julian, you're you're our resident soccer fan. You obviously you've been watching way more soccer than both of us. All I have um, to say, real quick, before you ask that question. What name do you have in the back of that jersey if you have a name? There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's why he wanted to talk about. There we go. Yo, you're gonna have to buy the new one, my friend. You're gonna have to retire that, frame it up, put it somewhere. Hope I'm you not enjoyed a... wearing this for the last time on this episode. Yeah, I'm not a PSG you guy though, it? but I mean, not a PSG guy. But before we go into like PSG, I mean, let's just talk about like it's great. I mean, one hell of a run, dude. One hell of a run for Barcelona, and he wanted to stay there. I don't know how much you guys followed exactly what happened and like kind of the drama he'll behind it. He'll take a fifty percent pay cut. He's going to take a fifty percent pay cut because Barcelona and La Liga as a whole has been like just 
been their financials have been terrible a lot of those soccer leagues like syria and italy and they just uh yeah i mean what was going to happen apparently i think it was something to the extent that because barcelona is i they're going bankrupt and they were going to work together as like the entire la liga to help pay for messi's contract but then the other teams are like why do we why would we pay for his contract? Because it's in the best interest for La Liga to have Messi in the league. Yeah, you want to wow. keep your player in, yeah. but keep in that league. A lot of teams, wow. are, a, lot of, a lot of teams are really struggling. And then on top of that, you don't really want to put your finances to help this team win another championship. Uh, and it's this just, is just like, another example of teams promising these players money that they don't have. I, I don't understand what they go when they go through their financials. Yeah, we drop these con these ridiculous contracts, which we're all amazed by. We're like, wow, he's the highest paid. Where's this money coming from? He well, the, di the difference is over there. I mean, like they don't have the money. I mean, like here in the NBA and baseball and like bad football, they have the money to pay these guys over here. It's over there. I mean, when you really think about it, and this is a very controversial thing in like the soccer world, like promotion relegation type of thing. I've always thought like these leagues are struggling because of that. They're not having a stable set of teams because you're dealing with this promotion relegation thing. And I know people in Europe will absolutely trash you for saying that. And like these, like your fanboys that live in America will trash you for saying that. But like I, to me, I think there's a reason why American sports are four out of the five the only the are the most profitable and we talked about this are the most profitable uh leagues in the world and the only other one that can get in there is the premier league in england and they're the only ones that can really have the fan base and the market to really make promotion relegation work and these other teams they can't do it because think about it, what are other nobody knows all these other teams inside these leagues you know barcelona and you know real madrid and if you really follow soccer, you know Atletico yeah. at Madrid and you know like uh, Sevilla and like Villarreal. And then like PSG, the fucking League One, like they PSG's been winning that championship for like fucking 20 years now. Like no, like there's no competition. And then like Italy, they're struggling. It's like the only place that could really do the system correctly is England. So yeah, so they couldn't afford to do them. PSG has a shit ton of money. They're doing very well. So as soon as it became available, there was rumors of him possibly coming to the MLS. So I thought was very huge stretch. And then, but the big things was either he's going to PSG or Man U to play for his old coach. But I didn't think he was going to England. They openly said it. So goes to PSG. PSG is now a fucking stacked team. They should be. They sh they are the clear favorites to dethrone Chelsea as in the Champions League. I mean. You have Neymar on the left. You're gonna have Messi on the right. You're gonna have Mbappe in the center. You got. They just picked up. That's ridiculous. They, they bro. just that they just ridiculous. picked up Sergio Ramos after playing 16 years in Real Madrid on part of their defensive line. Obviously, a couple years ago they signed one of the best goal. I think is the best goalies, the Costa Rican international, Keylor Navas. Like <clears throat> after playing in uh, Real Madrid, so that team is fucking stacked they have three of the five best strikers in the world it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild uh i would say that i'm a little curious to see how 
this dynamic works but neymar and messi they played together before and it worked out and it worked yep. well the big question is um mbappe like how is he gonna like react now that he's kind of getting like stuff taken away so yeah it's awesome it's crazy and this is the first time he's ever had to go through a free agency process and do a physical for another team and everything i was like it's it's insane and he's only got it he signed a two-year deal with a third-year option but i i personally think he's gonna play two years and then he's gonna come over to mls because i think he's openly said that he wants to play in america and he wants to uh make a name in the u.s market but I think he's done after Europe. He's going to play two years there. I think he either comes to the MLS or he goes back and plays for his um, childhood, Bro, his, child, his childhood hometown team. In the world. Most famous in the world. If it, we know him from here and, you know, yeah. our soccer fan base isn't that big. So imagine he goes play over here. I will oh, go buy tickets to soccer games to go see him. And obviously the favorites enter Miami because of where we are. He lives, he has a condo in Miami. I mean, you have the David Beckham. We have the big lore of inner Miami. Uh, so that, and I mean, it'd be great for M not even just inner Miami, but MLS as a whole. I mean, look what David Beckham did for MLS. Like he kind of, he kind of, yes, yeah, on like, I mean, but especially Dave Beckham, he was the pioneer to really come over here and do stuff. I mean, look, he's now has, he owns Inter Miami because of the fact that he moved over here and decided to play. So it could be a big thing. Um, it's, I think he either goes there, or he goes back to Argentina and plays for his home, his childhood team, uh, new yeah. old boys. So we'll see, but it's awesome. I, that's great for Messi. I, it's, it's kind of a sad, everybody who cried during the Barcelona thing, uh, the press conference, but that's, that's crazy, and it's it's rough for uh, La Liga and Barcelona, especially they just signed a ESPN deal, and you know ESPN was thinking that Messi was going to be there because <laughs> yeah. they're actually going to start playing games on ESPN now. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, JoJo, that's why when you bring up, oh, why should the other teams pay to have him there? Because if you don't keep him in that league, you know you lose that appeal, right? That's like LeBron going to play, I don't know, in the the Overseas. was it the big. The, the big three, right? The Ice Cube's big three. Like, I was like, him yeah. leaving the NBA to go yeah, play in the big three. He's like, yo, why would the NBA ever have that? I mean, I highly doubt he would ever do that, but you, you don't want to lose that appeal. And, you know, going back to what Julian said, like, being an international player, if you're, a, to be a soccer player in the U.S., you really don't make that much money. There's, you, you know, other sports make way more money. Football makes more money. Baseball yeah. makes more money. For um, sure. Basketball makes more money. There's... So if you're a, a, There's yeah. a lot more competition. That's the problem with soccer. It's yeah. such a world sport. But since, so because it's a world sport and there's like a lot of more, you know, it's more internationally big and there's more, you know, more sports books that cover the game. There's actually more money to be made in an international play. So, um, and like, you know, like Julian said, he's been there since he's like 13 years old. So like, it's crazy just to be a 13 year old. Like imagine being like a middle school or something and, you know, you grew up to be the world's, you know, still mm -hmm. what top three player in the league, Julian, would yeah. you say he's still top three? Oh, he's the best player in the world. He's the best player to ever he's live. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys like know and why, like, because I know like a lot of my friends, they, they don't really follow soccer and they thought that was weird because like how it's done in Europe and they they do it in the MLS. Now they have what's called like academies. And basically you sign up your kid to go play under these big club academies. And throughout your years, if obviously if you're good, you slowly go up to like their U12 team, their U14 team, their U17, their U20, U23, and then their B, their B team, and then you get called up to their first team. So it's kind of like this whole thing that like parents will put their kids in at like seven years old into these academies, hoping one day to work their way all the way up to the top yeah. of the first team. 
Well, it's kind of interesting. And that's why, like, Inter-Miami, one of their big focuses is really developing their academy to help local soccer they, here. They have an academy. I've seen, I seen it somewhere. Every, I don't know if it was every team does. Every team does. It's kind of like a requirement by the MLS to do it. And, like, speaking of, like, the whole league paying as a whole, like, when David Beckham first came, like, he kind of set that standard. Like, uh, they paid... MLS as a whole helped pay Beckham's contract. LA Galaxy couldn't solely afford it. The, the whole league yeah. as a whole bought his contract, and they said, if you come to our league, you can open up an expansion team. So it took a lot. So uh, that to bring in, like package to get over here. Yeah, and then Cause, with cause and then with it. like a slot on, they they had to do like some backwards thing. Like they had to like pay like a company in sweden or something like that to like yeah, right. to get him over here because he was the yeah. he he was the highest paid and then he left and went to italy i think he's at now and he was making like eight million a year or something like that which is pretty high yeah, for the of, mls which it was the record for the mls when those players come over a lot of time they're, they're coming over on lease right they you know you buy the rights to the contract so you can you can borrow them from the other teams but they go Alone. back to the main yeah. you know they go back to Europe, their main leagues, whatever. So, and, and obviously it makes sense, right? Because if you have, you know, you bring a guy like Messi into MLS, which, you know, there's a lot of rumors of him coming to Miami. I've, I've been hearing that for like the past year since uh, the, the new. That's all the owners been talking about. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. Cause then, you know, they play, they go to Atlanta, they play New York, they go to LA and you got to think about how many fans are going to come out to those games. Right. Cause that's going to boost your attendance and boost your attention. You can sell more tickets. If you get the top three player, number one player in, in soccer to come play. So it kind of makes sense on a business just as a, in, in general, as a whole to elevate the sport, to bring the best players yeah. to the league. And, you know, you pay that price because you can make it up in selling average, I don't know, selling Ritz crackers or something. Especially if you can bring them on, like, right after the World Cup. MLS always performs really well after the World Cup because of because of the natural yeah. interest of soccer. And I think soccer as a whole is just really growing here because now we're starting to get, like, actual stars playing well in Europe and things like that, like your politics and all that. So, like, it, it's we're really on the rise of really, really moving. And as long as we keep on expanding and everything – and these teams keep on growing in value. I mean, every every year there's a new team building a stadium, bro. Every single year, like I think three stadiums were built this year: FC Cincinnati, uh, Austin FC, and uh, Columbus Crew. Like they're all building their own soccer-specific stadiums. So speaking of, uh, you know, talking to our resident uh, soccer uh, master guy. Uh, speaking of improving in international soccer, do you want to talk about CONCACAF? We didn't really talk about it, but you want to speak up on CONCACAF? Oh, the Gold CONCACAF Cup? CONCACAF champions? Yeah, yeah Team Cup. USA, the C team, uh, beat <laughs> yeah. Mexico's A team. So with 19 players out of the 23 being in the MLS, which is yeah. pretty impressive for the MLS and U.S. players as a whole, because that's, uh, you know... It's it's pretty it's 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 really imp I think it's a statement for the MLS. I think it's showing that we're getting better. I think right now what's going on is called the League's Cup because we're trying to MLS is trying to promote with Liga MX, the Mexican uh uh league uh to kind of promote together and like play against each other and stuff like that because they've always kind of been slightly better than us that league. Um but it seems like now we're at the point where we're kind of better than them now and then yeah. I mean, we're competitive, obviously, but we have a lot more. I would say Emma has a lot more competitive teams than Liga MX does. Yeah. Especially because they have less teams. But yeah, and man, it's, recap, it's awesome. 
to recap that game, uh, JoJo, uh, USA beat Mexico like one nil. It was like late in the game. Yeah, like I think I, I heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and like he said, we had the C team. A lot of the premier players were already going back to Europe. We had no Europe big... players, no European players playing. Yeah, we didn't so even have like, a B team. Who, Not even a B team. Melissa who just came back from Chelsea, who won a cha- you know the, the English Cup over there. The, cha- was gone. the Champions you know, a lot, Cup. A lot of the, a lot of the top players were gone. So like this is kind of an accomplishment. Like yo, you know USA they're yeah. actually getting better, even though they put out a crap team. But uh, yeah, that's it for Saga Talk. Uh, we just want to talk about real quick uh, MLB because uh, uh, tomorrow is or Thursday is the Field of Dreams game because they actually put a stadium out in Iowa. Uh, they built a stadium around the movie Field of Dreams. I don't know if y'all know. It's pretty. It's like the top ten. Well, no. Animals. What they did was they added sure. to the stadium. It was actually a movie set already, and they added to it yep. to make it MLB regulations. Yep. Yeah, and the movie is just like a couple benches, but here they built like a whole facility. It looks like a like a minor league thing. Like they have a whole seats and whatever. Yeah. And um, they put um, fences around the, the cornfield. And yeah. then they added, like, did you see the MLB logo in the cornfield? No, I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty dope. It's pretty sick, yeah. And, that's dude, the, um, I was going to say, like, before the show started, the ticket sales for that are insane. The resale, they're like, they're like, four, like 14. No, I saw, like, one is $14,000 people were paying to get into that game. And it's that's insane. And it's in a cornfield in the middle of Iowa. Oh. Yo, and look, talk about the tickets, because I was I was questioning like, who got the tickets? How are they able to purchase the tickets and all that stuff? So I, I figured it out. Um, how were the tickets di- distributed? Well, the Field of Dreams game has proved to be one of the hottest tickets in recent sports memory, for sure. Like, who wouldn't want to attend that game? That's like once in a lifetime, right there. A lottery was held for the people with Iowa zip codes to attend the contest. A sellout crowd is expected. So they held the lottery. For the residents there and in Iowa, yeah. hence why the, the resale value is insane because you already know you're gonna have people from major cities, New York, you know, out, out here yeah. in Miami, LA, in Chicago. It's not even that Chicago, far. Chicago, you know what I mean. St. Louis, they're gonna attend this game. Austin, it that's insane, bro. So that's that's like wow. So if you had an Iowa zip code, you live there, you know, you get your little lottery to win these tickets. Or you could just go so, put your name in there and then you can actually get some serious cash and be kind of like a mini lottery. <laughs> so that, that's going to be going on tomorrow. Uh, the Yankees are playing the White Sox. But, Joe, do you want to give an update on your Yankees? How they've been playing since the All-Star break? We didn't really talk about MLB or any transactions, but give us any updates on your New York Yankees and how they're doing so far. And all I got to say is I couldn't be prouder right now. If you asked me for that All-Star break, how we were looking to make the playoffs, Honestly, the se- the season was over in that time. But knowing the Yankees, they made the right moves to put us in the best position possible to get to make a little playoff run. Right now, we're still sitting third in the NL East. Man, we are creeping. A game and a half behind Boston. We've been playing terrible, and I'm super excited about that because we all know how I feel about that team. So I don't give a that <laughs> and we got tampa and in first place still we're only a few games behind but man since we uh acquired rizzo and you know joey gallo you know heavy hitting lefties bro we've been playing amazing and we're still having bad luck a ton of players out on the il whether it's covid or you know minor injuries you know we're calling up a lot of young guys who are who are proving themselves actually right now um, but man i feel like we're in a really good spot to push for that the wild card, we're only game a game behind or a game and a half behind. But I feel like yo, we could take our division. 
playing like this. Uh, Gabe and I, we went to the Yankee-Marlins game what, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Out here. It yeah. was lit. I went to all three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, Gabe, how fun was that game? It was a lot of fun, man. Uh, actually, Rizzo hit a home run. I think it was like in the seventh inning. It was a Saturday, that Saturday game. Um, you know, I mean, most of the crowd was rooting for the Yankees. I wore my Yankee shirt. If you oh, that was, so it was Yankee Stadium. Wow. Yankee Yankee Stadium. What a <laughs> fake. <laughs> Damn, I'm about to tear down that banner in your bedroom. What a fake. I mean, I'm Pull a Yankee ahead. When I started following baseball, I was a Yankees fan to begin with. And wow. they got a better team because the Marlins not going to have a good year this year. That's Maybe sad that that shit was literally like a home. That's so sad that's like a home game. Like, yeah, man. That happens all the time. I mean, it's a, it, like, I, it, like I said, if you look at, you know, the Marlins franchise, what, we're like 30 years old now? They've been since 1997. So, but these teams have been around since like the 1900s. So they have generations of fans, you know what I mean? That were, and we all know, you know, a, a ton of New Yorkers obviously moved to Florida. But I got to say, yeah. on the Friday game, there was a guy holding up a sign that said, New York pizza sucks. I wasn't having it. <laughs> wasn't having it. Uh, I had to same. say a few things to him. I, I had to say I wanted to have to say a few things, and they they put him on the <laughs> mega screen, on the, jumbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the big screen, yeah, with his sign up saying "New York pizza sucks." <laughs> you know, Florida pizza tastes like cardboard, straight cardboard out here. Yeah. I mean, no, in no his defense, I haven't had a good slice yet. I mean, I've been there a few times. I don't. Maybe I've been going to the wrong places. I don't know. But Listen, no, we all know you're a Chicago guy. It's okay. You like the deep dish. I get that. No, right? I, I like that. I like that pizza. I just haven't had a good one. But I like I said, it, I I do like you're not wrong though. I do love that style. I do like that oh, deep Gabe, dish. Gabe and Julie, game three, you guys weren't there, but I had some pretty good seats there. Your boy even got a foul ball, a little souvenir from the game. And uh Who's that off of? That's your that five year old. Is that your five year old handwriting? Let me see. Did that you again. write on it? Did, you <laughs> write on it? did, did I did. I did. Is that kindergarten? Yankees versus Marlins. I put five ball and I put the date eight one twenty one. A souvenir. You know what I'm saying? Get my money's worth out here. Yeah. Listen, man. He stole it I don't get to, I don't get to see the Yankees play. I don't get to see the Yankees play as often as I used to, obviously, because I live out here. And they come what once every two years. No, I had to make yeah. it worth it, man. I had to make it worth it. It was a great weekend. Then went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I went two years ago when they came out here. It's just a lot of fun, which it got me really engaged, you know, into watching the games a lot more. I've been, you know, lucky enough to to, to be off uh, during the the game times. And man, we're winning, bro. We we've won almost every series coming off this trade deadline, or or actually every series coming off this trade deadline. Oh, so we're shooting for that first place. So definitely, are uh, are you? Shout out to Yankees. You... We're gonna keep. Ivan? You what? What did you say? Are, are you ready for some football? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> we'll go back to soccer. Are you ready yeah, for some football? <laughs> so obviously oh NFL starting up. We're still what? When is that? Is it officially week one? Let's this, this go. Week? The the king. The, music. the king is back. I just that's all I gotta say. The Ooh. king. The king is back. The NFL. The league, the king of all leagues. Here, here, here we go. Here the king, go. the king so, is back. Before, before we even get started, <laughs> oh, I got a question for you two gentlemen here. Before we even get started, it's about the NFL. Who do you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl out of these three players up for this upcoming season? Mar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, or Josh Allen? 
Josh Allen. Let's start with you, Julian. Why? Josh Allen, and it's not even close, dude. Like, to me, I think, well, Josh Allen's the best player out of all three of them. And I don't, obviously, we'll get into it later with his contract, but like, that proves it. My thing, well, one, I think the Bills are in a better position to win it all. They're, they just got to get over that hump that is the Kansas City Chiefs. That is going to be their biggest hurdle they need to get over. I mean, they got destroyed by the Chiefs in the, the, the AFC Championship. So they need to get over that, that hurdle. Won. and they, they're, a concu- they're a concussion away from winning. Remember, because he got knocked out in that game. I think Patrick Mahomes and uh, us toe, right? came in. Right, Chad Henney. No, 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 no. That was um, that wasn't the Bills game. That was the uh, wasn't that the, Bills uh, the Browns. It was the Browns. It was the Browns game. Oh, the Browns, yeah. yeah, it was Chad Henney oh. came in. Yeah, but mean, the, that was the Browns game because that's when he fucked up his. Away from not winning, from not going to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean the. I don't think the Ravens really got better. It seemed like I mean they added Sammy Watkins. They um. They drafted some guys. I mean, there's going to be a little, little bit of a pr- improvement, but I don't necessarily think. I'm not even sure if they're going to win the division, let alone make it to the Super Bowl. I think they're probably the favorites, but I mean, you still got to go through the Browns, which look to be like they're not the same old Browns anymore. Obviously, people, it's trendy to trash on the Steelers, but honestly, like. Steelers always find a way to win, man. They always find a way. You you got you got probably the great one of the best coaches in the league right now, Mike Tomlin, and you got one of the best quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger. Like they always find a way to win. So like you can never count out the Steelers. But yeah, I mean Josh Allen, the Bills are most likely going to win the division. I mean obviously you got to go through Miami and uh, New England, but they're they're the favorites to win it. So they're probably going to get that by, and then. Oh wait, never mind. They're not doing the the top two team by. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen has. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender. They could win it this year if yeah. they can get by the Chiefs. That's the, that's the big thing. To answer your question, uh, JoJo, I'd, I'd agree with him. I think Josh Allen has probably the most poise to like dominate um, the division. As I say, you know, not to throw shade on uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. I think he's gonna do. He'll, he'll be fine. I think he'll have another a good year, but. I think Josh Allen kind of lived up to his contract and you kind of see what, you know, how much the Bills believe in him. Um, They have a really good team, man. Uh, The Bills have a really good team. You know, when my Dolphins were not in it anymore, uh, I was kind of rooting for the Bills uh, to go all the way. Um, I think they had the best, probably the best chance to beat Patrick Mahomes. um, And they didn't. Um, So, I mean, we'll see. I I haven't looked at too much at the Bills uh, roster moves. They did this offseason. Um, but I think they're they're set to to compete again. They'll they'll probably be back up there in the uh, in the conference final again. So and I'll he, pick, he, uh, to answer your question, Josh Allen. And here's my thing too with to one Lamar Jackson to me he has to prove that he can sit in that pocket and throw. I mean, obviously they found a lot of success from running the football, and he's yeah. extremely athletic. I, I but when you're going against Patrick Mahomes and you're going against Josh Allen and you're going against um a lot of up and coming guys. Like I think obviously um, Herbert, I think Chargers are going to be in the conversation. Obviously you, you still got to deal with uh, Baker Mayfield, which I'll get into a second, but like you gotta, you gotta throw the ball, man. Like you, you gotta, you gotta air it. 
and obviously i'll give him in his defense he didn't have a lot of weapons but i don't know if you guys saw like i think during otas everybody was trashing him and saying that the ravens twitter did him dirty because there's a clip of him throwing one wobbly ass ball to <laughs> sammy Watkins. Yeah. but um and then as for baker he's to me it's not him it's well, the thing is, Baker had a very, I mean, as we talked about since like when we first started this podcast at the beginning of the NFL season last year, Baker had a lot of up and down games. And uh, to me, he's got to be consistent, which we'll see with this upcoming year. I think this, if he performs this well, he's going to get a fat contract end of next year. Um, so he's really got to show up. And then the one thing, if you look at the Browns record, they've had a really easy schedule last year. They had a really easy schedule. So we'll see. They should have a tougher schedule. You get Odell back, and uh, they, back, yeah. you got you got Clowney added to that defensive line alongside with Miles Garrett. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously you're getting your Chubb, you getting Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So they they should be a good team. But um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen to me is far superior than those guys. Isn't um isn't Baker Mayfield coming up for a contract extension too? Because I've been seeing like a lot of stuff on Twitter about you know. I think it's gonna happen after. I think it's gonna happen after this year. I think after this year, depending on how well he plays, like he's gonna get a contract extension. But this kind of leads us to our next big topic. Josh Allen gets a massive, massive contract extension, the biggest one in NFL history. He gets. Let me check the numbers. I think six years. Two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars, hundred and fifty million guaranteed, and a hundred and a hundred million off signing, off signing. He's getting a hundred million. Which, to put in perspective, he is. Yeah, uh, I believe Patrick Mahomes had a hundred and forty-one million guaranteed. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, I think, took too long of a deal. To kind of a, a team friendly deal, I think he took too long of one. Um, but obviously, who knows? They'll rework it and find a way to give him more money. But yeah, I think uh, con- Josh Allen set the market, man. I think this contract is going to set the market for when you see Lamar coming in there. You have, uh, I mean, Lamar coming up. You have, like you said, Baker Mayfield coming up. Um, yeah, man. Uh, that's that's insane. I mean, I think he deserved it. He played, he progressively got better every single year. I think this last year was a big prove it year. Like, all right, you need to do something. You need to show something. You have a ton of potential. You have an insane arm, big hands, you're mobile. You're smart with the ball. Like you need to do something. And he showed up. I mean, obviously Stefan Diggs made a huge jump in the production yeah. and yeah. for this team, for that team. I think but, him definitely uh, helped him look good having digs definitely helped them look you know, like a great player as well but jo- uh jojo for your how do you feel about your your hometown buffalo bills and i knew he was going here with it. <laughs> <laughs> i knew it i knew it i knew it no not not the hometown but are you talking about what their potential location yeah, like, <laughs> Had what do you think of this contract? How does it set the uh, the market for these other guys? And yeah, do you uh, think they're contenders? I mean, so do you think they're contenders? I do have a question on how these contracts are generated. So, do you guys feel I like it's it's based off what they have proven or on their potential? It's a mix well, of both, I would say. Yeah, I think it's a mix of both because I, I think- to, for me to la- see this contract. And not see like an MVP 
or like Super Bowl, even though it's early, but I'm like to be the highest paid ever. I get it. You know, you have a high ceiling. But damn. Doesn't guarantee guarantee you're going to get there, bro. I'm like, yo, they really have faith in some of these guys that sometimes I, I feel like you have to get the work done and get paid for it. So here, here's a couple of things. One, NFL just signed huge media right deal, media right deals uh, this past offseason that were fucking insane. I think it was over a hundred billion dollars in uh, uh, media money. So like, the NFL is they're shooting up. They're, you want to talk about a league that did not take a hit this past year with COVID and everything? It's the NFL. I mean, they well, I mean, killed they it. Took, they took a hit on attendance sales. They didn't take a hit on. Probably yeah, huge. but the big money is the the media deals. That's where the huge money is. And I mean, I think, like I said, I don't remember the exact exact number, but it was like over a hundred million. I mean, hundred billion. So I think that played a factor. We're going to start seeing salary caps rise up, and then to the potential part, like one Josh Allen, he really. I mean, I think if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, he probably would have been MVP. If Aaron Rodgers didn't play so lights out, Josh yeah. Allen was the clear runner up to me. Um, so, yeah. And I think you do got to take potential because you also got to remember he's only 24. And by the time this contract ends, he's going to be 30 years old. So he can still get another massive contract, especially at the rate. Like, I mean, look at Tom Brady playing into his mid forties. I mean, this guy could get two more contracts after this one that are huge money and probably extensions uh, to this. Yeah, current but I feel one. like the only difference with Brady is obviously he's proven. So people are yeah, going to pay him, you know, even with the age. But let, let's just say there's not many people on this planet that are Josh Allen that have the size, yeah. the mobility, yeah. the arm strength, mobility. No. And I, I get it. You like, know, I get it. Like, you know, it's hard. Like when when you when you get a quarterback, you know, that can do what he with what he can do. It's like drawing a needle out of a haystack, right? Like, yo, that's the guy. Like, oh, oh shit, we got him. Let's keep him. Yeah, coming out of Wyoming too, out of all so, colleges, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I get that because you know a lot of teams, you know, they're struggling. They have a different quarterback every year, different quarterback every two years. They're struggling to find the guy. And when you got him, yeah, you're gonna pay him. You're gonna keep him. You're gonna develop around him. But like, dude, that's just insane to me. I'm just like, oh, to so, me, it looks like you have one great year. We're we're gonna pay you for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. that's, so so well, like I think- said, he he progressed. Uh, he progressively got better, and then this third year, he really just like. Showed out, or yeah. which he had an amazing year, and I'm not taking you know anything away. Like fourth year, my bad, not not third year, yeah, fourth yeah. year. So, and so he, uh, but yeah, go game. I was gonna say, uh, I'm just looking at the stats. So just looking at like his, his complete completion percentage from when he got drafted to today. So he's been improved every year. So he went up from 52 to 58 to 69 percent completion. Uh, if you look at his uh, yards per game, went up 172 up to 193 up to 284 average per uh, average yards per game. So his uh, QB rating from 67 to 85 to 107. So he's been improving every year. And right now he's averaging on career 90, uh, you know, a 90.4 uh, QBR rating. So to make a case for Josh Allen, he I think he is worth the money. And when you can find a quarterback like that, a franchise quarterback, you know, you want to give him money, give him that security that, you know, he he won't leave. Yeah, but the but most also, ever? Yeah. The but most also, ever? Also, mind you, when it comes to the NFL, their contracts aren't guaranteed. So if you want to get paid, you have to play. So... Um, even though you know it's like uh, like you were saying earlier about like how do they make these contracts? You know they're just, they're giving up money that they don't have. 
Um, the NFL, the the NFL union is kind of a weaker union in that in, in that way. Um, you know, not like MLB or NBA. Those contracts are pretty much guaranteed. Um, but the NFL is not. So like, you know, God forbid. Well, that's why the most important part is the guarantee part. Hundred and fifty million guaranteed is that is Sign the up. highest. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had the half a billion dollar deal, but I think his guarantee was like one forty. Versus Josh Allen's is two eighty with two eighty eight. I mean two fifty eight. My bad. With a hundred and fifty million guaranteed, which that yeah, that, times, that like, guarantee is the is the really important yeah, part. Yeah. Signing, yeah. and the, the signing's a hundred million, like which yeah. is fucking insane. Like that's ridiculous. That that's how you so make cap why, space you know, though. Yeah, it, it can get ridiculous because, like you said, they're giving away money that they don't have, um, because necessarily um, that could always change later on. Um, because contracts in NFL are not guaranteed, but I think he's probably worth it. He, you know, every year the price is going up. You, we talked about earlier last week, Xavier Howard getting mad because at one point he was the highest paid cornerback, but then you know he kind of set the bar. And then when the other quarterbacks, you know, other cornerbacks' contracts came up, his was a little bit higher, and now he's mad. He was trying to leave the Dolphins. So, I mean, you're kind of going to see the, you know, the elevation, especially in a sport like NFL, which is the number one sport in America. Those contracts are gonna go in the world, boy. In the world. (laughs) So I mean, congrats to Josh Allen. I think he's really good. He's gonna play worth it, especially for him. He's a young guy, you know, that they drafted. I think they did well in that draft. Uh, They did well drafting him, and I think he's gonna be, you know, he'll be. uh, Hopefully, if he stays healthy, he'll be around the league uh, for longer. Um, Is there any other news, uh, Julian, to talk about for the NFL? Any other transactions? Let's go with the final topic for tonight. We're going to go on about Carson Wentz getting this absolutely completely random injury that apparently he suffered at the age, like in high school, in his foot, and apparently it resurfaced again during training camp, and now all of a sudden he had to get foot surgery, and now he's out five to 12 weeks, which is one hell of a range, honestly. Like, that's five to 12 weeks, uh, which is crazy but apparently things are coming out that you're seeing you're starting to see him around the facility he's walking around and everything and they think that he might that he's ahead of schedule and he might be back pretty soon but gabe how much of a detriment of is this to the colts and how much is just like just a punch in the stomach to their their division chances well, obviously it's gonna be big, right? Because um, I gotta look up. I gotta look up the Colts backup. Um, obviously, this was a big move. The Colts are looking for, you know, a replacement um, quarterback. Which, although by the way, didn't uh, I hear a rumor of uh, what you call it wanting to come back? Uh, what's his name? What's the old Colts quarterback who retired early. Andrew Luck? No, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. Uh, I heard no, rumors that he was like, oh, he considered un- unresigning. But there, there were rumors about Nick uh, Foles coming, like them trading for Nick Foles, and then I heard something about them trading for Minshew, and I was like, I don't know, wow. man. And it's, I don't know who's going to start. I don't really yeah, know that. I did. I, I over again. <laughs> there's, Nick there's Foles. no way. I don't think they. I don't Nick think they get up. Uh, Nick Foles to save the day again. <laughs> Could you imagine? Captain save a quarterback. Captain <laughs> man, right there, bro. Man, you know, I, I, Carson Wentz does not want to see that guy's face ever again. Like, does it? <laughs> sure, he does not. He doesn't want to hear his name in, in, in that facility. I guess to relive what happened in in, uh, Philly. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't think they're giving up anything. I think they're going to try to, like, tank it out, hopefully get back soon. And then on top of that, it wasn't just him, too. I mean, you also lose Quentin Nelson with the same foot injury, but at the same timeline, and now they're saying that he could be back sooner because the 
uh he's he's performing well in his rehab but like that's man uh, one of your best offensive linemen and then your quarterback and then there was talks of Darius Leonard also getting hurt too I want to say or I don't know if it was him or somebody else and then there was also like a divorce Buckner had a possible injury and I was like oh man it's gotta suck but I think everything looks like it's on the the up and up though after uh this past couple days yeah looking up up, up, at at their depth chart right now, I got they got their backup is Jacob Eason is the number two, and then number three is Sam Ellinger and Brett Hundley, which I've heard of Ellinger and Hundley. I think Ellinger was. From- I think I don't know if you heard, but apparently I think Elling. Um, how, how do you say his name again? My bad. Um, Ellinger, Ellinger, Ellinger. Like, uh, I think was he the one that threw a hundred yard bomb like in practice or something like that? Twenty two years old from Texas. No, did you hear about that? It was somewhere on like well, Twitter. It's something that had Texas water because I don't understand this. He threw like a hundred yard bomb or something like. I don't know how true that was. I ended up. I don't know. I don't know if it was I him or some other course these TikTok, uh, these TikTok YouTube quarterback, these uh, SoundCloud quarterbacks. <laughs> SoundCloud. I, SoundCloud. <laughs> I gotta see a headline. But Gabe, our SoundCloud quarterback. But Gabe and JoJo, are they still? Can they beat? Can they take up the Titans and the Jags in the division? Oh, the Jags, yes. Jags, absolutely, absolutely. Jags, one hundred percent, a thousand percent. For those for no. those who don't know, I am a Jaguars fan. So he's just roasting me. <laughs> our view if they if they've been keeping up with us they they understood what we're talking about um but um but yeah man, it's, like, it's gonna be listen, i think it's a bro, big detriment let's get a new quarterback yeah. he's injured all right listen you got the rehab time how many times has this guy been injured already you know like i hope he would come out to play well but that this doesn't happen overnight like you know you're you're not the quarterback came into Philly that first year that everybody wanted to see. We've seen what happened every year after that. Put him on a pedestal. Unfortunately, you know, injuries suck. It's about how you bounce back from those injuries. And now you just get another one stopping your momentum, coming to a new team. You're going to be the guy. You're getting out of Philly. You're getting out of that mess. You're feeling good. You're playing with your old head coach. Brand new start. Full shadow. You got a yeah. Nick full shadow, you yeah. know what I mean? And and you and you get man. your I'll say and you get your old head coach that you performed well in that year, Frank Wright. So like you're you're getting everything it's, seems it's to be lining terrible. up. It's a terrible <laughs> setback. And, and you know what's more important than the physicality? Up here, bro. Up here, knowing he's okay to play, like the confidence, you know what I mean? The team's confidence in him. So I, I personally think the injury is a bigger deal than, you know, what people would make it out. To. Let's see how he comes back, man. I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. You know, I'm never going to pray on anyone's downfall. But, like, it's just not looking good, bro. That's just bad luck. That is bad if, luck. I, I can see him coming. If he may, I can see him maybe missing, you know, the couple first weeks. But I can see him coming back and, and, and still playing. I don't playing think he's, gonna, he's not going to be gone 12. I don't – I think I, you're yeah. – it looks like they're leaning more towards the five to, like – I think I even heard three. Like, by week three, he could come back or week four. You know, they want to rush it. They, they make it look good in the media. Like oh, I would say you, you, get, you got a running game. The the one thing that's in the Colts' favor is I think their big hit, too, was losing Quentin Nelson. But they still have a lot of other guys along that line that can possibly hold it down. And they could 
you just got to pound the ball, man. Like you're going to get, you got um, Jonathan Taylor, who was a rookie that showed out last year. Um, I think Marlon Mack is still on that team and he was really good before he got injured. So you, you got, you got a decent running game over there. So, I mean, obviously they're just going to be pounding the rock. Like that's what you got to do. And even like those first couple weeks, let just ease Wentz into it and just, just pound the rock, use your running game that you have. And, and yeah, but I, I think this really sets them back from winning the division. I think they need every game possible to go take on the Titans and it sucks that they, they're losing him for a couple weeks, but injuries happen, man. It's the NFL. So part of the games, part of every sport. And that's what we talk about here. Real fans podcast. Fans podcast. You know what place? Jojo, tell them where they can find us. I know, I know y'all like how I did that. You can find us <laughs> at every Walmart, Target, Amazon, eBay. Nah, I'm kidding. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram. Hit up that Twitter. Hit up that YouTube. Hit up that Spotify. Apple Bro, Music. Man. Anywhere else Apple you get music. podcasts. Real Literally anywhere you get podcasts. Podcast. Fans, real sports, we appreciate real the follows. We appreciate yeah. you sharing us on all our videos. All the people at Nike in the back room, we see y'all, we hear y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for checking out <laughs> this week. We'll be back next week with more sports, more fat basketball, more football, more baseball, any sports. Appreciate y'all coming out and checking us out. Do a fans podcast. Peace. Peace.